0: We interrupt this program to bring you a quick word from our sponsor. Of course, you know we're talking about some busy group Botswana. Of course, you know I'm going to tell you about your protective face shields that I don't know why you haven't got yet. Now, like I said last week, this is not going to replace the face mask that you should be wearing over your mouth and your nose. This is just that shield that you can get right in front of your face so that nobody has to bother you. So that no extra distance will get in your face you never know what maybe somebody's not wearing a mask they're walking around and they're just talking and spitting all over the place the protective face shield has got you okay they come in five amazing colors that is navy blue maroon black white and my personal favorite teal they're going for only 55 pula and you can order yours now at plus 267 uh 74989588 nine, that's +26774989588 seven, seven, nine, nine, and let them know that me K W A M E sent you let's start the show cool be me daddy about that inappa about clamari about clubo jara about ferrari about that inappa about clamari about clubo jara Ubat Ferrari You get young say when you say Your V lips get glossy You my main, my dessert and my entree To infinity and Beyonce But then yash you the Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like wah, 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 wah Say the nash you the Nicki Minaj It's big big, 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 big like iPhone 10 Plus Ayah So you Shut 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 So you dick yo Five, six, six, seven, eight So you Sweet yo Five five you feel? some five you me. So you five alright you All right, y'all, grab your cups and get ready to discuss. Can we talk? Can we talk? Hallelujah, holla back, culture kids. Welcome to another fantabulous episode of Can We Talk, the podcast, where we celebrate and critique the best in African music and internet culture. We do this every Saturday because Saturdays are for who? Me, K-W-A-M-E, also known, I guess, sometimes as official Kwame, and, yeah, I think Kwame Kardashian is not going anywhere. I had, like, renounced the name, I think, about four episodes ago, but now... I'm into it. I feel like it's my, it's, I like using it on TikTok, even though my TikTok handle is official Kwame. And in case you did not know, I am a Ghanaian, a Tanzanian, Pan-African entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur from Botswana. If you'd like to advertise with us on the show, send me an email at info.officialkwame at gmail.com or simply hit me up on any of my social media platforms. My handle is at official I hope you guys have got into my TikTok. I have a new TikTok character called FaceTime Beeb. Okay, and I post a new video like every, I mean, there will be a new video maybe today if you're listening to this on Saturday or no, I'm lying. It's coming out online Monday, Tuesday, somewhere there. But if you want a sneak peek, it's already on my TikTok. I also recently got into Triller, and I'm quite annoyed because I just signed up and got an account, but someone already has the handle Official Kwame, which I am very, 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 very annoyed about because I feel like I have reserved the official Kwame name on every other social media platform, but then Triller, somebody beat me to it. So on Triller, I am Kwame Official. <sighs> you know what? To be very honest. Even though you would assume that a platform like Triller is built for someone like me because I'm constantly, like, dancing and having fun on my IG stories, I don't really like the interface, to be honest. But I don't know. Maybe it'll take some getting used to, like, it it, it took some getting used to for me and TikTok. I just have to find out what well, my zhish is going to be. Maybe I'll use it for my jam. If, in case you have not seen, I have this thing that I do every usually friday but then sometimes during the week called club Kwame, where i basically just throw on my favorite tunes. usually start from the mix list that we're going to talk about later in the show um and just jam to music with you guys well i mean i jam in the privacy of my home <laughs> and i put it out for all of you to enjoy with me so that you can jam to the music that i'm jamming to um if you want to check out all of this fun stuff they're all on my instagram my twitter my tiktok and i guess now my Triller, and my handle is official, Kwame. On the last episode, now, in case you are new to the show, and to everybody who is a returning listener, hi, how are you? How you doing? On the last, well, at the beginning of the show, I talk about my reflections that I've had during the week. I had this epiphany um, that I was going to talk about on the show, but I've decided to save it for something else that I'm working on, okay? Um, just something that I learned because I've started, like, a new devotional plan thing on my bible app and i was reading um i think it was the scripture of the day or something of the sort or something within the new plan that i'm doing because the new plan that i'm on right now um is basically i think it's is it four or five days like oh it reminds me i forgot to do it today jesus forgive me so uh the new plan that i'm on has to do with purpose and faith and finding out your purpose or whatever it's something it's something like that Okay, so it was alluded to that, but then I had this um, other thing that I wanted to talk about um, this week on the show. So last week, we spoke about figuring out your brand. And during the week, I found this really nice quote on Twitter, kind courtesy of my friend, media personality and philanthropist Vanessa Jan. She retweeted this um, quote that said, find your niche, find the thing that you know about. If you don't have confidence, work on it. Create content focus on your audience don't make decisions on money right away that is from marta emerson that really resonated with me which i feel basically sums up what we spoke about last week um in this portion of the show so this week i was inspired by nigerian media personality toke makuina who (laughs) if you've listened to the show you know i'm a huge fan of um she's also really big on tiktok In Nigeria, well, on TikTok in general. And she did this, I guess, reenactment of Tyler Perry's Medea character. And in the video, she talks about how when someone walks out of your life, let them go. And I feel like we have discussed a topic similar to this on the podcast before. But it resonated with me again. Because I firmly believe that. And it took me a while to get into it. But I feel that I've had one too many people close to me that come into my life with their expectations and nowadays i very boldly say to people or um that this is what i can do and these are my boundaries you know i feel so long as you go into any friendship relationship w- situation whether business whatever it is if you don't um set your expectations too high or you don't go in with any expectations, then you don't allow yourself to be disappointed, which is something that I learned from childhood that I never promise anything. If I say that I can do something, I try my best to do so. But then I've realized that far too many times I avail myself in ways where I cannot um, come through for my friends or my loved ones in the way that they would need me to, even though I have already agreed to. And they would get mad at me, and I end up disappointing them even more by saying yes when I knew that I wanted to say no. So these days, I'm practicing the power that is in saying no because I have had to realize. <laughs> I know, growing up is a scam. Mm. Oh, sorry, I just had to have a sip of my drink. Ooh, Jesus. rata Savannah. This is not even a Savannah adverse. Stop talking about it. Anyway, I had to realize i 'm getting a little bit older that I am not, and nobody is for everyone, not everyone is going to like you, and if they don't, that is okay. In fact, if everybody likes you, then it kind of probably is a problem, which means that because I think it is important to also have your own views and beliefs and opinions, and I'm not saying intentionally be polarizing, but you know have things that you stand for. Because once you have people that may not agree with you or may not like you, whatever it is, then you um leave yourself open to learn, you know, and to hear other perspectives about whatever it is you believe in or whatever it is you're striving for and what have you. So like I said, these days when people ask me or request me for things, I think about first, how do I feel? Do I have the time, the effort To or the emotional, physical capability to want to take on whatever it is that they're requiring of me. And if I can, to what capacity can I do that? So I can give them an honest answer either of no or here. You want this? This is how I can do that. If that works for you, great. If it doesn't, I would rather you don't hold me to any expectations and you leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that when it comes to especially... Even your your loved ones, your your um your friends, your family. I think if someone chooses to walk out of your life, it is very it well, it should be, sometimes not, but I think it is very much okay to love them from a distance. You know, I think you have to say to them that listen, I love you, but I love me more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have to be the best me for me, first, before I can be able to give my best me to you, you know, because then you can, um, then you, you don't leave any room for disappointment, so that if someone is disappointed in a particular action of, or lack thereof, you can say, well, listen, this is what I said I could do, therefore, you cannot expect any more from me, you know, so, those are my little reflections this week. Um, shall we jump into our president? Mm. Now, president, aka Presidu, is where we celebrate Africans doing dope work. This guy, I do not know where he is from, but I figured let's talk about him anyway, because judging by his surname, I'm pretty sure. That he's from somewhere on the continent. Now, a medical student who was trained to identify how conditions appear on white patients, such as lips turning blue, has written a handbook to highlight how symptoms can symptoms can look on darker skin. His name is Malone Mukwende. He's a second-year student at St George's University in London, and he wrote "Mind the Gap." Um, which is the name of his handbook, as a guidance for other healthcare professionals to show how conditions manifest on black and brown people. Mind the Gap features side-by-side images of illnesses and how they appear on pale skin versus dark skin. So shout out to you, Malone. And that's our president, aka PreziDoo, for this week. Shall we get into iGist? Okay, let me have a quick sip of my drink. And then we'll get into iGist. Right. Let's get into iGist, where we talk about everything that you guys talk about on the African internet. Can I just say that first of all, mm, my eye, my right eye is currently burning because I'm doing a like deep hydrating face mask because I'm supposed to shoot a whole bunch of content um within the next couple of days. I'm trying to look my best, obviously. And I can barely barely see, but we're going to push through. Anyway, starting off in South Africa, this is so sad when I read this and heard about this. Zindi Mandela, who is Nelson Mandela's sixth child and his second child with his second wife, Winnie Marikezela Mandela, Died earlier this week in Johannesburg at the very, very tender age of 59, which I feel is far, far too soon. Now, she was the youngest daughter of the couple and is reputed to have spent many years involved in South Africa's freedom struggle. She was deeply involved in the arts, philanthropy and business. She's also the co-founder, was the co-founder of the Mandela Legacy Foundation and was also the managing trustee of the Nelson Mandela's Children Fund. Now, Zindi, this is the part that shook me, died on the same day in 1969 when um, Nelson Mandela's eldest son, Madiba Tembikile, also passed away in a car accident. So, so sad. Now, despite her father's name, Miss Mandela was an activist in her own right and was serving as the ambassador to Denmark at the time of her passing. Most recently, she was known for her vocal support um, for local, sorry, radical land reform in south africa Zindy mandela tested positive this is the part that shook me tested positive for covid19 before her death the family disclosed this week although authorities are yet to ascertain whether it was the cause of her death which i don't think it was to be honest just in my opinion i feel like maybe oh god I wonder what it was anyway miss mandela is um being buried next to her mother at four ways memorial park in johannesburg her mother obviously being winnie Madikizela mandela who passed away in 2018 Whew, may she rest in power speaking of which moving over to ghana this also hurt um former bantam weight world title holder alfred the cobra kote died of an undisclosed illness in the bronx new york this past week he was also just 52 now kote who was born in bukom ghana represented his country in the 1988 seal um, Olympics, and in 1994, became Ghana's fifth world champion when he won a unanimous decision over Puerto Rico's Rafael Devel to claim the WBO bantamweight world title at London's famed York Hall. Now, in the 90s, Kote belonged to an era of youthful and skilled boxers who were to continue the legacy of Ghana's first world champion, David Kote, aka DK Poison, who opened the way for boxers in the 70s. Oh, Lord. Now, Azuma, Azuma Nelson, sorry, and Nanayao Konadu followed Um. then, and then came Alfred Kote, a.k.a. Cobra Kote, and Ike Bazooka Kwate, uh, who were, to be Christian, Ghana's boxing whiz kids. Now, Kote was so tough that uh, apparently he was only stopped once In one of his fights, and that was in his last fight, where he was pulled out after three rounds on a show in Accra. Kote was 44 that night. And that was in 2012, the last time that he fought, which I think is insane. Wow. Anyway, after the final loss... um Cause he finished with a record of six. Uh, t- sorry, twenty six wins and sixteen defeats and a draw. May he also rest in perfect power. Moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted, I saw this on a friend of mine's Instagram story, <laughs> and I thought it was absolutely hilarious because apparently, if you live in a crap, please can somebody find this for me? There is a poster, or posters, in East Legania, which is a um a suburb within Accra, Ghana, that a woman or somebody has put up of a woman who is an alleged husband snatcher, as the poster says, and it also has a phone number attached to the poster and has the caption, beware of dogs. I was absolutely Dying when I saw this because this is not the first time that I have seen a poster of this sort in Ghana. Like, what is going on, guys? How can it be that serious that your husband has moved or he has somebody or decided or something like that that you are now calling people full husband snatchers and putting out posters and everything as like warnings? Oh, shout out to the woman on the poster, though. A badass. (laughs) Because listen, as far as I'm concerned, okay? Because I feel like people don't talk about this enough in relationships. If your significant other is cheating on you, yeah? I feel like your issue should be with the person that you are in a relationship with. Not really the other person who is, I don't know, giving whatever your person wants that maybe you don't have. You know or maybe i don't know whatever it is that you the person your partner is looking for outside of your relationship i feel like if you find out that they cheated on you you better take that up with your partner because what does that got to do with the other person listen the other lady on the poster the alleged husband smash is probably single minding her business just wondering why this man's this other woman's poor husband won't leave her alone okay moving on to nigeria now usually i don't really talk a lot of like relationship just yeah but this one I wanted to talk about because it, it it involves one of my favorite um uh Afrobeats producers and artists, and also one of my favorite models. Okay, so get a little bit closer. Let's let's just about this for a second, okay? Let's gossip, let's have a young little key. So Nigerian Afrobeats hitmaker Runtown and South Sudanese Australian uh, model Adut Achek oh or, or Akech? how do you say A Kare? I don't know how to say her surname. So sorry to that woman. Um, are the latest item in showbiz that everybody's talking about or speculating that they might be together after they posted or a cozy video of the pair in Saint James, London, goofing off and snuggling surfaced earlier this week. Mm. Now the two have been sparking dating rumors with su- dating rumors with subliminal messages through spending more time together publicly um, while be seen be seen out doing rounds together in different cities. Um, This is before the COVID-19 pandemic struck. Now, the two are reported to have met during Fashion Week events in Europe. I love it. I love it. I love a little bit of juicy gossip like this. Don't you? I don't know. Do you think they're together? See, here, here are my thoughts, first of all. I feel that just because someone is spending time with someone, reposting someone or whatever it is, they could just be friends and hanging out. That's fine. But if they're dating, it's even better. I mean, sure, it's like their life, their relationship, but I just love it for the entertainment value. Now, a dude recently, uh, just this past week, was walking in French fashion label Jacques Mousse, their spring-summer 2021 collection. Whoa. And guess who was in attendance to the fashion show? run (laughs) town do do you see the connections that is happening there because of course he's gonna pull up and go and support his baby and it's not like run town is a stranger to these things he's been going to fashion shows in europe for quite a while i don't know why more artists don't do that or like do you have to be you probably have to be invited it's probably what it is but yeah, anyway, so she was walking in the Jacquemus show. And I really put it in the store because I wanted to talk about that. Because usually we talk about African entertainment. But I feel like there was a number of African models who walked in the show. Plus Runtown was in attendance. And we love the connection of a dude and Runtown possibly dating. Anyway, so if you see the Jacquemus show, yeah, it is honestly one of the most stunning presentations I have seen in quite a while. Because it happened in this big... Like, glorious, very ethereal-looking wheat field in France. How it was shot to how it was presented. So, so, so well done. So well done. The clothes were all very neutral tones. They look like you are for your... Even down to the models, you can tell that the casting for the models was very, very intentional. Because the clothes, like I said, are all your neutral tones. That are definitely for your everyday but quirky global nomad like your guy think about like your guy or girl who runs maybe like a two-person pr team they're somewhere in their early 30s or maybe late 30s they write over the weekend you'd probably find them hanging out at like the most least popular yet most connected corner of any city in the world they would probably go to the bar and order like a local beer and have a cigarette. It's for that type of person, okay? There were models of every color, every body type. And although it was fashionable and contemporary, it was still very, very wearable. Very free-flowing and big and baggy or form-fitting depending on your body type. I like it. Also, shout out to um, Egyptian, South Sudanese model, um... Anokiyai, who I absolutely love. She also walked in the show, and a bunch of other models that I cannot remember their names. I'm so sorry, but a runtown and a dude. I'm here for it. An Afrobeat star and an African, um, like really popular. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I can't say supermodel because for me supermodel is Naomi Campbell. Okay, but highly accomplished, highly successful model, prolific model. Yeah here for it anyway that's it for i just gonna take a quick music break and then we shall get into the review can we talk when we sober can we talk can we talk yeah can we talk when we sober can we talk can we talk yeah can we talk when we sober I enjoy. Right, shall we review? This is where we talk about projects, albums, EPs to come out from the African continent and the diaspora This week we're talking about Mikasa's fifth studio album called We Made It The track that you just heard is called Sober if you guys want to get it Now Mikasa is a house um, trio or band based in Johannesburg, South Africa consisting of three members That is Dr. Duda, that's a really cool name Pianist um, and vocalist, Jay- oh, sorry, Dr. Duda is actually a producer and pianist. Jay Something, who is a vocalist and guitarist, and Moti, who is a trumpeter. Now, 10 years, multiple awards, and five albums later, um, in April this year, they released their first single from this album called Church Bells that we'll discuss in a second, which was released alongside a powerful video of a space-inspired traditional African wedding that I think you guys should check out. Now, getting into this project, I feel that if Justin Timberlake made an af- made African pop music or an African pop music album, I feel like it might sound like this, especially considering... Uh, where he is in his career now. So if you if you kind of get that vibe or you like that kind of vibe, I think you would like this. Features on the album include How Could You. Um, that features Rogue, who is a South African and I think Kenyan um, rapper that's, um, that's really, really prominent in South Africa. She makes really dope music, actually. I need to get into more of her, her things. I'm more of a Nomuzi Mabena fan. But Rogue, I think I should listen to more of her things. Hmm, maybe should, we should do our review. Anyway, JM also features on the album, as well as Stilo Magodile, and a.k.a. the rapper, the super mega, the ultimate, <laughs> the most talented, who features on a track called Home Alone, which actually I didn't like. It's the act, the only track on the album that for some reason I didn't really like or connect with but anyway from start to finish every other song i kid you not is in my library not necessarily downloaded but you know when for example you're listening to music and you you know after you've picked your favorites you click that one say okay add that one to my library but don't download like i might not listen to it every day but if i'm listening to the project or i'm listening to this particular artist is one of the songs that i would listen to every single song from this project is in my library because i really enjoy it as a full project it was so difficult for me to um choose my favorites but eventually i did (laughs) which we'll talk about in a bit but if you haven't i mean you've heard a little snippet now but getting into the album it's a cross between pop house and electro music um quality production that they've been made a name for you may remember this song of theirs now as you progress through the album they show off some latin house as i'd like to call it on a song called obsessed that i really like actually and also some Deep House Electro on a jam called Eve that is currently their second single off this album. And I feel like people are not talking about this enough. There is a trumpet interlude of a track called Baza and Pasty, if I'm not mistaken, which is so good. Now, I haven't had the privilege to see them perform live as a band. But I have seen Jay Something perform um, in Khabaroni Botana. He came to come and do an event where he was promoting his gin because he has a gin as well. And he was really dope. Like he performed with not much more than a guitar, if I'm not mistaken. I don't I don't recall there being even like a backing track. I think he just performed with his guitar and maybe he did maybe he did Jika. He might have done Jika or oh, haven't he said with a backing track. I don't know. But it was really dope. Um for people who may not know, Jay Something is actually also a chef and like I said he has his own brand of gin. Um. So I figured, let's have another taste of the project before I give you my final thoughts. This is one of my personal favorites. It's called One Day. One day we gon' sit on the plane. Paris, baby, we on the way. Bonjour, how you been in the day? More way for me on the way. Quick, quick, drop it in on the gram. Caption, yeah, we starting the band. Excuse moi, como sabes? Us too, yeah, we starting the crew. Got one way, yeah, way. Got one way, yeah. so final thoughts i think this is a very good adult contemporary pop album definitely the type that you put on while you're doing chores around the house it's a very midday type of album that you can play it's light enough to play at any time during the week and i say midday because i feel it's best enjoyed between the hours of maybe about 10 a.m. to about sundown. I don't think this is necessarily an album that you would spin. I mean, if you want it, it's up to you, but just personally, I don't think it's like a evening, more evening type of album. I don't think it's necessarily a Sunday, a Saturday, a midweek. I think you could play this at any point during the week, specifically between those hours because it's just it's light and bouncy. You know, especially if, for example, you're sitting in traffic or you're queuing for petrol, like we are in Botswana right now, because apparently there's a shortage. Eh. But what I enjoyed about this album the most is that they still sound very current, like they never left, never took a break. And also, if you enjoyed Southie Soul's Midnight Train album, you will really like this. So, uh, what's the score? I think I will give it a very fair seven point eight out of ten tracks to add to your playlist, which, like I said, was difficult to pick because it's such a quality project. Add to playlist Mr. Loverman, which I like um one day, which I played uh, a little bit earlier for you guys, Church Bells, which was the first single off the album, if you want some amapiano piano vibes um sober which we played at the beginning um obsessed too is nice sober into obsessed is really dope and sweet wine which is a track that i think you could take to the park like on a saturday or something but like i said during the hours of like 11 a.m to sundown to like golden hour yeah if you would like to advertise with us on the show or you would like us to review your project, please send me an email at info.officialkwami at gmail.com or simply hit me up on any of my social media platforms, preferably Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at officialkwami. If I like it, if it moves me, I'm going to talk about it. I figured let's finish off with some sweet wine. Yeah. Talking foreign is la vida. Now our love is getting sweeter. just like sweet wine, sweet wine, yeah, yeah we get better with time, oh. right let's get into the home stretch of the show this is your WhatsApp broadcast this is not like the fake book news that you read this is recommendations that you actually need starting off with what to watch on african netflix this past week i watched wedding day part one and two you might have seen on my ig stories if you follow me now wedding day part one takes place during the day and evening of the wedding between danny koka who is played by adesua itomi from you might know from Shiguresh that we discussed last week, who's a 24-year-old art gallery owner who is the only daughter of engineer Bamidele and Mrs. Tinuade Koka, and the IT entrepreneur Dozi Onwuka, who's played by Banky W, um, who comes from a very very wealthy family. Now, his mother, Lady Obanjuju Onwuka, considers her son to be marrying beneath himself. Right? So that's... Part 1. Basically, Dunny and Dozier are getting married. And it's hilarious and it's a fun... uh, I would say a comedy? It's more so a comedy than... Yeah, I think it's more of a comedy than a rom-com. I think it's purely just entertainment. Now, the second movie follows Dozier's elder brother, Nonso, who is played by Eni... Ooh! Hold on. Give me time. Hold on. Hold on. Enyana... Nigwe. yeah? Eniana Nigwe, um, who has continued his romance with Didi, who's played by Daniela Brown, who is the friend to the bride in the first movie, okay? And Nonso then takes Didi on a date in Dubai and proposes a marriage to her by accident. Now, after a disastrous traditional engagement ceremony in Lagos, Nonso's family and Didi's aristocracy aristocratic hey english is feeling me today aristocratic british family reluctantly agreed to a wedding in dubai now here are my thoughts part one for me was a good comedy part two i think was less entertaining and more dramatic than comedic not that it was bad i just feel that Part one was pure comedy, and uh, part two had a little bit more drama. So, I feel like part two is more of a rom-com and like a romantic comedy, and part one was purely comedy for me. Also, come through budget for part two. The second movie, eh, they shot it in between Lagos, London, and Dubai, and clearly the production was stepped up because everything just looked better. Not that the first movie looked bad, but it... Part two was like, oh, okay. I will say, though, through the movie, in part two, I was disappointed by um, the character of Didi's father, who made some very racist remarks. Um a bunch of times in the movie and he had basically zero consequence or apology for them. I feel as if the character's reaction from the Nigerian side in the film was more of a, oh, let's show them how dignified we are and be the bigger person, which I understand. But I feel like you can always still take the high road, but still call someone out. Um, Especially when they're about to marry into your family for being disrespectful to your people, especially in your country, you know, so without giving any spoilers, you'll see it in the film um, if you watch it. I also think that they made the mother to the bride's character a bit too weak. I feel like she should have, uh, have had more to say. I think many a times in the film, when it calls for some sort of rhetoric, when perhaps her husband was making very racist remarks, she just sort of sat there, didn't say anything, didn't do anything. But then this was a trend that I saw not only just particularly with her character, but with some of the other characters. I don't know, maybe they were supposed to be shocked and don't know what to say, perhaps that was it. But there were scenes where every character was just sort of silent, or even in the way that they would deliver their body language or the dialogue that follows after a particular action or scene has happened, you can tell that they themselves are not sure if it best fits um, the scene or the what's happening in the scene in the moment. But I feel that they they try to pull it off to the best of their ability. Also, there's a part in uh, part two, as in wedding party part two, which is called, what, uh, Destination Dubai, if I'm not mistaken? where they literally wheel in (laughs) Didi's grandmother (laughs) who I feel was a very unnecessary character addition I would rather because she really didn't have much to say didn't have much to do she was just sort of there in her wheelchair I would have rather that they focus the energy on the maid of honor from the first film um, which was played by Somikele Iamadi hey you know what i'll just go with sumi i'm so sorry i do not want to butcher her surname who played the role of yemisi who was a maid of honor for um the first and i guess the second film as well i feel like she didn't get enough screen time or enough dialogue or enough action so i wish they would have taken out like the scenes of um Didi's grandmother for just like sitting in a wheelchair and like, speaking once and just giving more screen time to uh, Yemi CC as the as a character overall I will say that part one and two are both worth watching because when I said when I first watched part one people are just like oh my gosh you definitely have to watch part two but part two is just like it's not really entertaining you're probably not gonna really like it but I didn't mind it also, because they brought in legendary actress, Patience Ajoko, who plays the groom's aunt. It was so, so good to see her. And she clearly has not missed a beat. Now, Patience Ajoko is... Oh, I don't even know what movies I can mention that you might have seen. But if you have seen a lot of, perhaps, internet culture. If you have seen a lot of memes of this um, mature woman who... For example, there's um, there's a meme where or a video where there's a guy who pops up on the screen and says, you kill me. And then the, um, the woman starts screaming like, ah, ah, that's Patience Sajoroko. Trust me, when you see her in the movie, you will know exactly who I'm talking about. Iconic actress in um, West African cinema. But I will have to say from part one and two, the woman who plays, um, the actress who plays the mother to the bride in the first mill, or well, who basically plays the character of Miss Tinuade um, Koka, Who is played by Sola Sobowale absolutely stole the show in part one and two. My favorite, favorite character in part one and two. But overall, I think the casting, the chemistry, the costume, the production was all good. I just think that the connection in certain scenes, action, and dialogue, and dialogue and continuity could be a little bit better for hmm what's the score for part one i will give it a a very fair 7 out of 10 for part two i will give it a 6.7 out of 10 and the thing is it's purely because i just think that part one was a lot more comedy and part two was just more rom-com which brings me back to (laughs) did i really score sugar rush right because last week i gave sugar rush what 6.5 but that's only because there was just too many loopholes. And the unnecessary juju in the film, which they thankfully did not have in. Because I don't mind bring having juju in a, a film like witchcraft nonsense or voodoo. I don't mind having it in the movie. It's just like at least like set me up for it. You know, let me know that you know it's probably coming. It's probably on the way. Not just slap it in my face. Anyway, um, that's what to watch on Netflix. Moving on to what to listen to. Let's talk about the playlist. I have a new playlist out. Um, for people who may not know. I actually, my start in playlist curation or musical curation comes from my fashion background when I started modeling when I was like 16. And then I got into musical direction for runway shows. I used to create mixes for um, different designers, whether it be here or in South Africa. Um, And now, so for me, this is a very like full circle moment to be able to do this again for a designer, but now do it in 2020 with a playlist instead of like a mix for models to walk to so i have a new playlist out um, from germaine blue's spring summer 21 um, 2021 collection called Inkaboom. now the playlist is a sonic journey of life love and their stitches the list meditates on patterns of the past and how we as humanity are presently re-envisioning the future Together. Now in kabom means a unity or togetherness in a khan dialect. Now when you go through the playlist, it's preluded by Ganyan Electro Soul artist Moses samni And then the genesis of the tale begins with the song Eve by Jita Buhari. Then it undresses at Kalela's or Kalala's. Is that how you say your name? I think it's Kalala. Um, her song, Take Me Apart, which I absolutely love. I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, before it blossoms into Odunsi's A New Finesse that we have talked about on the podcast before. And then it takes a sabbatical as Sunday, Someday by um, Tano Jackson before a celebratory song, Toast, that you guys might be more familiar with. I would highly recommend that you check it out. It's only an hour long, okay? Just put it on, press play, listen to it in its order. That's the way that I put it. That's the way that you have to consume it. And you'll also find the official runway song for the collection within there. And also shout out to Jermaine Blue because I know he was recently um, featured in Vogue Talents, Italian Vogue Talents um, Digital Fashion Week this past week. So shout out to Germaine Blue, the house that is Jermaine Blue. You can find a link to that in any one of my social media bios or simply in my highlight highlights. Moving on to the mix list, which is one hour plug and play mix by ADDJ, hosted by me. So if you don't want to play the play sorry, the playlist, then you can just put on the mix list because this is for like if you want to jam or you're going to go and sit with friends and they're like, "Oh, just play some tunes for us." But you don't want it to play your song. You want to feel like you're in the club without being in the club. Okay? Or this is the kind of thing you want to listen to that we play at my concerts <laughs> in Club Kwame or Kwame in Concerts of my IG stories, okay? Get the mix list. It is, like I said, available on my social media. You can find it. It's basically bringing the outside inside, yeah? Moving on to the reading list. This is articles, stories, whatever. I think that you guys should read that I have read, which I might find interesting. That would interest you too, okay? Okay, Africa has an article out called "The Rise of stan Culture in Afrobeats, and it explores Whiz Kid, Bello. <laughs> I didn't know Coretto Bello <laughs> calls his fans beloveds, but I feel like I've heard this before. I think it's so corny, <sighs> but anyway, this is a Coretto Bello. Like new- I've always liked his music. But um, he's now, like, cut his hair. He has a new song out called Mikasa Tsukasa, which is a jam, jam. Really, really like that. It's one of my favorite songs this week, including uh, Tiwa Savage's Dangerous Love that actually grew on me. I wasn't so sold on it when I first heard it. But um I like it. And shout out to my girl Adesua, who's in the video that we featured on the reading list before. Anyway, so uh yeah, the OK Africa article explores Whiskid's fans, well Whiskid FC, <laughs> as they sometimes are known, Corey de Bellos Beloveds, Naira Mali, and even the fan page that I did not know existed called Everything Burna, Okay, so if you're interested in uh, Stan culture in afrobeats go read it i will tweet and leave a link for you guys in my insta highlights for you so make sure you follow me on instagram on twitter that brings us to the end of our show next up we're going to possibly talk about ricky tyler's small world that i gave you guys a taste of last week or um molegos me the ep that i've been meaning to get to i've also been very curious to get into another east african project on the podcast or maybe perhaps do something from north africa so if you guys have any suggestions please do let me know also quick announcement next up twitch who is a gunyan artist i guess he's like a rapper singer has an ep coming out lost ep and also like a little series of skits that go through the nine stages of a relationship he is currently working under ground up chale and I'm really excited I like the artwork I think I put it on my IG stories this past week I'm curious it's four tracks I want to see what's gonna happen what they're gonna do because Twitch we have discussed on the podcast before I think he's quite a talent and yeah more power to him let's see what the EP has to do I think it am I supposed to give you guys a tea I'm not supposed to tell you but it's coming out sooner rather than later covid willing <laughs> anyway make sure you check out me official Kwame's um new facetime babe on tiktok i guess you can go follow me on thriller as well because i'm gonna start doing videos there i think i don't know but shout out to our sponsor one more time thank you thank you some busy girl don't forget if you guys would like to get your face shield this doesn't replace your face mask i told you if you want to get yourself a face shield, all you have to do is give them a call on plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight. They're going for only fifty five pula, and let them know that K W A M E sent you. Otherwise, oh, I'm gonna leave you with this track, my new favorite. So I think we're gonna make this a thing. We'll do like a song at the end of the podcast, just so that you guys have the jams. My other new favorite song this week. My good friend KT, he has a new song called, ugh. <laughs> he has a new song out called Obanye. Yeah, which I think is such a jam. You guys have got, like, you've got to see the video. Imagine, like, a Grand Theft Auto character hitting the wall. But then half of it is real at the same time. It features medical, medical as well. Great, great, great song. It's such, such a jam. So I figured I'm going to play it for you guys. Otherwise, uh, catch you on the next episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to sub- returning people, listeners, subscribers, whatever. Thank you for people who are new. Thank you very much. Don't forget, K-W-A-M-E. Keep winning. And mother effing everything. My brain, boy, shot, my aim. Ay, bad for the pain. This sh- different, day the same. Ring the bell. fucker watchin' you to match my wealth, match my wealth, match my wealth, try to talk to me, boy, break yourself. Yeah. Even if we fall, we gon' rise up. I just want a million, then a bike up. Then I flip the bike by the banzo. MG pull up in a Range Rover. Me and baby girl be the mixture. Then it's sister. Then I arch your back like a quiver. Won't miss you. Get the picture. You do know, do this before. Ride a monster, yeah, wild. Wanna drink some more? do ever say what you saw. Ah, oh, lose God, then I pass. Double fast, then I crash. I'm a pretty hitter, screw a concept. If you won't stick, better ask. Oh baby,